Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. This week on Wealth Track, Blackstone's executive vice chairman, Tony James, discusses his passion for rescuing retirement and his straightforward solutions to do it. Financial thought leader Tony James is next on Consuelo Mack Wealth Track. New York Life, along with Mainstay's family of mutual funds, offers investment and retirement solutions so you can help your clients keep good going. Additional funding provided by Clearbridge Investments, a leg mason company, Thornburg Investment Management, Active Management, Flexible Perspective. Ku and Patricia Ewan through the Ewan Foundation, committed to bridging cultural differences, and the Fairholm Foundation. Hello and welcome to this edition of WealthTrack. I'm Consuelo Mack. WealthTrack's mission is to help you, our audience, and ourselves build financial security to last a lifetime. That goal has become more challenging for a number of reasons, some positive, some not. First, the positive. We are living longer. Exciting, but problematical. The number of Americans reaching 90 and older has tripled since 1980. The problem, while only 40% of Americans ever had a traditional pension plan, far fewer do today, and their defined contribution plan replacements, 401ks and IRAs, have not come close to making up the gap. One stunning statistic, among Americans between 40 and 55, the median retirement account balance is $14,500, less than 4% of the $375,000 the median income worker will need in savings. Retirement expert Alicia Manel told the Wall Street Journal for households nearing retirement that have 401ks but not necessarily IRAs, the typical total balance in their retirement savings is only $111,000. She says even worse, only about half of private sector workers participate in any kind of employer plan at their current job. And outside of workplace plans, Americans say virtually nothing. Well, her widely shared conclusion is that about half of today's working age households won't be able to maintain their pre-retirement standard of living in retirement. There are more dire predictions. Social Security trust funds, the only savings plan for many Americans, are expected to be depleted by 2034, and nearly 20 million retirees are projected to be living in poverty or near poverty by then. Well, is there a solution to the fast-approaching retirement crisis? This week's guest says there is one, and he has written a book about it. He is Tony James, co-author of Rescuing Retirement, a plan to guarantee retirement security for all Americans. His co-author is economics professor Teresa Gillarducci, and the book is now in its second edition. Tony James is a financial thought leader, highly respected in global financial circles, as the executive vice chairman of Blackstone, a premier investment firm with nearly $440 billion under management, largely in alternative investments, including private equity, real estate, hedge funds, and credit funds. 
Until March of 2018, he was Blackstone's president and chief operating officer. In his fully utilized spare time, he has served on numerous corporate boards, currently as chairman of Costco's board, and has been involved in multiple philanthropies, including as trustee of the Metropolitan Museum of Art and the Mount Sinai Health System. A book on retirement, however, does not jump out of his CV. I asked him how he got so involved in this critical issue. Well, there's probably no book that would jump out of my CV, but in, in terms of the retirement issue, it's it really something that I am passionate about. At Blackstone, we manage money mostly for pension, pension plans. So we can see the benefit that those employees lucky enough to have worked all their lives and have a good, solid, defined benefit plan have. Lifelong income, security, and what's happened in America is, of course, that used to be most workers for yes. big companies, and now it's just government workers. So it's gone from a, lot, a big percentage of the country to just 15% of workers. And the other 85% are sort of left on their own. About 45 of those 85 have a 401k, but it's got some difficulties. And the other 40 have nothing, no employer-sponsored plan at all. And we could just see the contrast. And I just felt someone needed to come up with the equivalent of a defined benefit plan for the rest of America mm-hmm, mm-hmm. that didn't create the unfunded liabilities that are the reason that so many companies went away from pension plans. Oh, that's interesting. Right. Right. So it's pay as you go. It's your own savings, your own money. But when you retire, you get lifelong income, you and your spouse. So, right. so, so it tried to capture a lot of the benefits without, without the negatives of a pension plan and do that in a very efficient way that could cover the whole country. So your solution uh, in, in rescuing retirement is something called a guaranteed retirement account. So what okay. is that and, and how would it work? Okay, so simply every employee, whether you're an Uber driver or you're a CEO, takes one and a half percent of their earnings and puts it in an account, their account. I mean, the, the minute they start working or they the drawing a salary? The minute they start working. Um, only and, a percentage and a half. Only a percentage and a half. Okay. And that's matched by the employer with a percentage and a half. So that 3% goes into your account. It's your money. The, the government can't get it. It's never going to be taken for another need. It's your money in your account. The reason it's important to do it right away, because one of the tricks about this is you have to start saving early and do it a little bit at a time and then let that money grow over a long period of time. Mm-hmm. If you don't do that, then you have to do something much more wrenching at the end, or you're left without enough. Those right. are the kind of your choices. So those, so 3% goes into your account each year of everything you earn. That's, those 3% are then pooled and managed like a public pension plan. So one of the problems with 401ks is they earn on average 2 to 3% a year. Public pension plans in America have earned over 7.5% a year. That's a huge difference, and when you compound that over the career, over a career, thirty or forty years, it really adds up that difference. Mm-hmm. So you have to, so you have to save, but you have to invest well too, and and invest like a pension plan. We're not asking anything for for anything heroic here, but you got to do better than two to three percent a year. Right. You can't save enough, most people, if that's all you're going to earn on the money. And the most painless way to grow your savings is to have it work harder for you, to earn more. That's compounding. A compounding. Right. And it's also being invested back into the economy. And that's got good things for the economy. Then when you re- so that grows. Then when we re- retire, that balance of your guaranteed retirement plan is automatically converted to a lifelong annuity for you and your wife or your spouse. <laughs> right. And... Um, Based on the balance, so there's no unfunded liability. So if you had $1 and I had $2, I'd get twice the annuity that you would get. Um, 
but it's adjusted for things like if, it's a, if you're a single person, you get more than, per month than a, than a married couple would because the longevity will be less. Mm -hmm. But anyway, it's all adjusted using actuarial tables. The government pays that, it pays that lifelong annuity to you. So you're not at risk with an insurance company going under. You don't have to pay an insurance broker to place an annuity. You don't have an insurance company trying to make a profit margin out of the annuity. Right. So it's very efficient in that way. And it's paid by the same payment mechanism that the Social Security uses to give you your Social Security check every month. So you, you don't even get another check. You just get a bigger check every month. No new, so no new government bureaucracy, no new taxes, uh, no, no increase in the deficit. One other thing that's important to this is we, right now for 401ks, um, people can deduct that, those contributions from their taxes. That costs the government $120 billion a year, mm -hmm. but it's very, very uh, favorable to the, to the wealthiest Americans. Mm -hmm. They're the ones that can do the maximum um, contribution, sure. And, mm -hmm. and the four people with 401ks are the wealthier workers to start with. They work for big companies. So it's very, very skewed, much more skewed than incomes or wealth or anything. So skewed, in fact, that the people that get most of the benefit don't actually need the 401k to retire on. They already have enough other money. So Mitt Romney had, what, $104 million in his 401k, for mm -hmm. example, and he's getting deductions for that, right? right? So we take that deduction, that $120 billion, and, and give it to everyone up to a $600 a year credit for every worker in America. Again, part-time workers to CEOs. And that $600 offsets the 1.5% that the worker has to pay. So for a very high-income worker, they're still out of pocket. But, 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 but for a, a worker, $40,000 or less, 100% of their contribution is reimbursed by the government. Mm -hmm. And one of the problems with saving, uh, just to finish, on, right. is that a lot of people work, live paycheck to paycheck. The Fed did a study that said 47% of Americans could not come up with $400 in an emergency. Yes. So those people, you can have the greatest plan in the world, but if they can't save... They can't benefit from it. And so what this does is it allows the, essentially the lower half of workers, because the median income is about 46000 So almost half of Americans, their savings are reimbursed. So it doesn't, it's free. It doesn't cost them anything. And, it's not, and it doesn't increase the deficit because we're redeploying that existing deduction, which is already not terribly popular. As you remember, may remember when the Republicans were rewriting the, the tax rules, mm -hmm they thought seriously about doing away with that deduction. Right. So it's a bit of an unloved, ineffective deduction anyway, but, but expensive. So, so the, the guaranteed retirement account, uh, number one, it, what, are the, what are the political uh, possibilities for this? Do you have a hearing in Washington? It's, it would need to be enacted by Congress. Right. Well, we don't have a hearing yet. That's true. <laughs> but I spent a lot of time talking to senators and congressmen, presidential candidates, mm -hmm speakers of the House from both parties. And, and, there, and I get a very good reception. Mm -hmm. There are things that the Republicans like about it. It's your own money and your own account. Um, it, it, um, um, it doesn't increase the deficit. It doesn't require a new government bureaucracy and so on and so forth. Right, there, there are things the Democrats like about it because it's less skewed to the wealthy people and it solves a problem for millions of Americans. And uh, Republicans like that, too. Mm -hmm. if you, the surveys show that something between every survey that I've ever seen shows somewhere between two-thirds and 85 percent of Americans, their biggest worry is retirement security. Yes. So this is on people's minds. And at the end of the day, um, um, 
politicians are sensitive to the big issue that people are worried about, the big issues. And it's, and it's just going to get worse. No one I've ever talked to says we don't have a problem. Mm -hmm. and, and no one I've ever talked to says it's not, gonna get, it's not getting worse. Um, I mean, we're right now with about a third of the people turning 65 today are in poverty or near poverty. It's, and it's just going to get worse and right. worse. So, so it's, it's interesting because clearly the, you know, we have two problems with uh, potential retirees. And one is that they haven't saved enough. And the other one is they have saved that their results have been subpar, which you just right. said. So, so this, is, this plan would help people who are pretty far away from retirement, right? I mean, do you need kind of at least 10 years to ramp up where you would have a sufficient it's, amount as an annuity? It's a great point. And point of fact, it yeah. doesn't help much the people that are on the verge of retirement. No, or the ret current retirees who are not doing well. well. And doesn't help at all the current retirees because no. it's a savings plan for yes. people who work. It also doesn't help, just as long as we're identifying what it doesn't yeah. do, it doesn't help people who don't work. It doesn't help the, the, the least fortunate parts of our society. Right. But especially today, 97 or whatever percent of Americans are working mm -hmm. and and. Take away, take away the top 1% and it helps everyone else. Mm -hmm. So it helps a lot of Americans. And we've done focus groups, two focus group researches on this, and, 70, and across demographics, regions, age, political affiliation, 75% approval rating of the focus groups. Right. So um, politicians, um, legislators are sensitive to that. They recognize the problem. For the we, They know we're going to need a solution eventually. No one's come up with a more elegant, more painless, more effective solution. So, you know, there are other things you could do. The, the, well, what, what about just expanding Social Security? I was just going to say that, exactly. Um, the problem with that, Social Security is a third rail, and politically, and it's very hard to get any bipartisanship in Washington. Mm -hmm. I think our plan will get bipartisan support, because I've had both, both parties behind it. But as a basis, Social Security, I mean, it's already in place. Every American qualifies when they turn, you know, 62 if they, or, you know, whenever right. they, if they are smart enough, they'll wait to take it at right. 70. But, um, but wh why, and, and also employ, employers contribute to it all along. So right. why not use that as a foundation? Well, it is the foundation. So our plan accepts that and then builds around it to solve the remaining problem. It doesn't try to substitute for it at all. Right. And we just felt politically if, if our plan was to redesign Social Security, we'd never get anything done. Our goal was to have a plan that worked that was truly bipartisan. Mm -hmm. So, but what doesn't Social Security do? So Social Security provides a base level of um, income. Uh, income. Right, and it's an annuity. It's, it's, it's our equivalent of for a, all Americans. annuity, right. Okay, that's, that's great and it's important. Right. What it doesn't do is if you're a middle-class worker, if that's all you're relying on, it mm -hmm. doesn't allow you to maintain your lifestyle. Mm -hmm. So our plan is specifically designed for, all, for, for the middle-class people, which are the bulk of Americans, right. to maintain their lifestyle in retirement. I see. And, it's uh, supplements, and, but you're still so getting a guaranteed income at the end. The other thing is right. Social Security is not self-funding. Right. So if you increased it a lot, as we would need to do, that's just mushrooming the deficit. Our plan doesn't have that mm -hmm. problem. So, so our plan does some different things, but it's designed to work hand-in-glove with Social Security to help... Uh, all, all working people. Right. How does it get managed and who, so, who's going to manage so, it? Who makes those decisions? So each, each owner of an account can move managers once a year on their birthday. 
Uh, we do that so that everyone doesn't try to move the same day. <laughs> right. Um, and they can pick their manager. But they're the, the default manager is the manager of the pension fund in the state in which they live. Oh, interesting. Okay. So, so if you don't want to make a choice, it automatically, because th those pension funds are already set up with millions of beneficiaries and the investment expertise. So the money is automatically goes into uh, uh, accounts that they would manage. Right. The, the managing, other existing choice today well, would be the, the federal thrift savings plan. Mm -hmm. So everyone could go into that. I do think there will be a class of private sector pension managers, for lack of a better word, that crop up. It, mm -hmm. might, it won't be Blackstone, but it might be Fidelity, or it might be Berkshire Hathaway, mm -hmm. or it might be other um, Vanguard, those kinds of right. uh, you know, uh, retail uh, product managers that, cr that create this service. But it doesn't exist today, and it's not necessary. As I say, right away, you don't make any choice. It goes into the state pension fund. Mm -hmm. I, you know, I was really intrigued in, in reading about Blackstone itself, that in, in the mission statement, um, it's in your literature, it says, you know, when you're talking about who we are, it mentions your mission, uh, basically to preserve and grow our limited partners capital. And, but the second one is to provide financial security for millions of retirees. So how is Blackstone providing financial security for millions of retirees? What do you see your, the firm's role as? Oh, I, right now, um, it's very hard to earn high returns in public markets if you look forward to the next 10 years. All right. Now, the last 10 years or, uh, have been since great. the market bottom have been great. Right. Prior but it's to a that, cycle. it was not great. So. But most forecasters yeah. project debt to be somewhere between 3 and 4% and equity to be 5 or 6%. So if all you're doing with normal liquid mutual funds is mixing those up, right. you're going to get 4 to 5%. That's all you're going to get, um, whether that's a retail investor or an institutional investor like a pension plan. Our job is to come up with private and illiquid investments mm -hmm. where you can earn higher returns. Because in this world, two investments, one's liquid, one's illiquid, of the same risk, the illiquid will earn much higher returns. Liquidity, many investors really want liquidity. They want to be able to sell everything yes. instantly. And especially today with algorithmic traders and program traders and index funds and ETFs, they're all quant funds. They all are highly focused on just the most liquid securities because they're trading millions right. of times a day. Right. So that's created even greater disparity in value or return between the very liquid stuff and the illiquid stuff. So we, we're set up to offer illiquid investments and higher returns to pension funds. And most pension funds, they don't need to be able to liquidate the entire pension fund mm -hmm. overnight. Mm -hmm. right? They're going to be paying no, out for decades. Right. So they can take they can take illiquidity and get the higher return. Um, and retirement accounts are the same way, for the same purpose. Mm -hmm. The other thing about our kinds of products, uh, alternatives as they're called. Right, so private equity, hedge funds, real estate, and credit. Venture, venture capital. Right. Yeah, and, and, vari and other variations on those themes, is they tend to be, um, um, they diversify the portfolio away from just public markets, which tend to be highly correlated. They're less correlated. Mm -hmm. So ironically, while they bring higher returns, they also bring lower portfolio risk. So if, if there's one investment that we should all own in a long-term diversified portfolio, what would it be? What I really like is the value-added real estate, and there are various kind of ways to do that. But, but it's such a great business. So let me just make the case for mm -hmm. that. Unlike stocks and bonds, uh, real estate doesn't trade every day. So the market... You, you can get good deals. Um, it's also, there's more real estate out there than all stocks and bonds combined. So it's a big, honey, a big world to go hunting in. Um, Is this commercial real estate? Commercial 
income-producing real estate. Okay. Yeah. And so real estate investment trusts, for instance, would be a vehicle? Yeah, or? a good one. I really like private real estate because, as we talked before, we talked about the, the, the yields on private assets being higher than public assets. Mm -hmm. So, so for, for a long-term participant in portfolio, I don't need liquidity. So I, I would like private real estate and value-add real estate where someone, a manager like ours, can go in there and fix the building. Again, I talked about that in the private equity context. Real estate is exactly the same. But, but if you do that, you can get very high returns. Uh, our real estate's been 800, again, 800 basis points over the REIT index forever. And, and yet the loss rate on that has been something like a double-A bond portfolio. Mm -hmm. So like the safest possible investment in terms of losing your money, yet the returns of private equity all rolled into one. And a big, big, and a big, big world out there to put money to work. Um, Right. So w without recommending your own product, is, is, there, is that an, an asset class that yeah. I could actually yeah, yeah. identify? Sure, yeah, yeah. Real estate funds, mm -hmm. private real estate funds. And they, they range from very low risk to called core, to core plus in the middle, to opportunistic. And it kind of depends on what you want. I prefer, the, I prefer for long term the, the core plus or opportunistic end of the spectrum because I would like the higher returns and I'm not going to worry about uh, selling it anyway. And I, and I think even with the opportunistic, with the higher returns, the loss rate's almost zero. And, and so I, I, th that's an asset class, yes. Okay. So, it's, and again, pardon my ignorance in this. So it's a private real estate investment, but private means that I can't buy it publicly. So there's no public you asset class. You have to put class. money into a fund. Yep. Okay. And so that, that requires a high net worth individual most likely to do that, correct? Yes, or although we have these funds that we offer to retail investors. Right. So, again, they have different minimums, fee structures, returns, but uh, retail investors can get into these. We, mm -hmm. we, we create products for the, the, you know, the financial advisors of Merrill Lynch, sure. UBS, Morgan Stanley, all that. So any of those people, any of their clients can get into these funds. So as I was looking at all of the things, the various, you know, the Metropolitan Museum and the American Ballet and all the sorts of things that you've in, been invested in uh, philanthropically. And so do you, is there a private passion? I have a new passion in the public policy arena, which actually I'm very excited about. Not that, I've, not that I'm not excited about retirement, but I'm looking at the student loan problem. We have a trillion four of student loans, about a third of which are in default or, or in arrears in America. And it's clearly not working. And people struggle to pay. So I've set up a new charity, I guess, for lack of a better word, called the Education Finance Institute. And I've hired my team, uh, great guys, and to look at how we take something called income share agreements to pay for education instead of loans. So the idea would be you'd go to college, and instead of borrowing money, the college would give you your education in exchange for your agreeing to give them a certain amount of your income for a certain number of years. Um, and that means you can never default. If you earn less money, you pay less. Mm -hmm. If you earn a little more, you pay a little more. But, but, there's, but you only pay what you can afford first. Secondly, um, there's alignment because the college or the, particularly the for-profit institution are incentivized to give you a good education that that's, uh, gives you a job. Mm -hmm. so, um, and, and not to jack up the tuition too, too much because right now college jacks up tuition, the federal government loans them the higher tuition. There's no governor on the system. Right. So there's good alignment around it. Um, 
when you when you leave college and you want to get married and 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 buy a house or an apartment and furnish it and buy a car, you have no debt. So your your credit rating's pristine. And so I think it could and it could take a lot of strain out of the system and be just healthier and more aligned all the way around. So so we set up this institute and we're working with colleges and 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 government agencies and representatives of, of students to come up with kind of the designs of a plan that work for all. And, um, and, and I think there could even be some tax benefits if we do this right. And so far, I've mentioned that again to, to people on both sides of Republicans and Democrats, and I've gotten a great reception. So I'm excited. I, haven't, I don't have the answer yet, like the book, but I started working on retirement three years before mm-hmm. the book, and, and this will be a little while. But I'm really, that's my new thing, and I'm really excited about it. Okay. So thank you, Tony James, very much for your work on retirement uh, solutions, number one, and your new book, Rescuing Retirement. We really appreciate it. All right. Well, thank you, Consuelo. Thanks for having me. At the close of every wealth track, we try to give you one suggestion to help you build and protect your wealth over the long term. This week's action point is read Tony James and Teresa Gillarducci's book, Rescuing Retirement, a plan to guarantee retirement security for all Americans. The retirement crisis is real. Working Americans of all generations are at a loss when it comes to saving enough and investing successfully enough to fund their long retirements. The guaranteed retirement account, funded by workers and employers, largely managed by public pension funds, annuitized upon retirement, and supplementing Social Security is a simple, practical solution that should satisfy both sides of the political aisle. This book is thoughtful and blessedly short. James and Gilarducci deserve our thanks and a full hearing. Well, next week in part two of our interview with Tony James, we will discuss the outlook for private equity and other alternative investments. To see this program again and other WealthTrack interviews, please go to our website, WealthTrack.com. Also keep connecting with us on Facebook and Twitter. As we observe Veterans Day, give a thought and a thank you to those who have served our country and kept us safe. Have a lovely weekend and make the week ahead a profitable and a productive one.